Avent Brothers are an American folk rock band hailing from Concord, North Carolina. And they are made up of two brothers, Scott and Seth Avent, along with Bob Crawford on bass and Joe Kwan on cello. They were formed out of the rubbles of Seth and Scott's former rock and roll heavy metal band Nemo. The Avent Brothers combined genres of bluegrass, country, punk, pop, folk, rock and roll, indie rock, honky tonk, and even a little ragtime to produce a one-of-a-kind sound that is described by the San Francisco Chronicle as having the heavy sadness of Towns Van Zant as well as the light pop concession of Buddy Holly, the tuneful jangle of the Beatles, and the raw energy of the Ramones. As of this episode, the Avent Brothers have released 10 studio albums, four live albums, and five extended plays. And on today's show, special guests Dixie V. Combs and myself will search through their entire catalog in order to rank our 10 favorite Avent Brothers songs. So if I get murdered in the city, don't go revenging in my name. Because this is That One Show, Episode 13, Top 10 Avent Brothers Songs. today to count down my 10 favorite Avent Brothers songs, but I didn't figure you all would be that entertaining if I just ramble off my 10 favorites, so I brought on a special guest that's going to rank her 10 favorites as well. Hi everybody, I'm Dixie Combs, I'm Brian's wife, and I hear I didn't screw it up so bad So I've the for the uh, Patreon, so I'm back again for you all. That's right, this is her debut on the main feed, she's has co-hosted once before on the Patreon page, but today we're going to talk about the Avent Brothers specifically. We're going to talk about our 10 favorite songs by them, but before we do that, let's briefly talk about our history with the Avent Brothers. My history is as follows. Probably about 14, 15 years ago, my buddy Chase Abner made me a mix CD back when people still done that sort of thing. And there was a song on there that was a live bootleg cover of the Spring Scene song, Dancing in the Dark. And I was very much struck by how much I liked it. So I called Chase and I said, who is this band? He said, it's the Avent Brothers. Go down the rabbit hole. I jumped in head first and I've been a huge fan ever since. So let's talk about your history with them a little bit, Dixie. Well, like we talked a little bit um, on your special show a couple weeks ago, um, I always thought they were a whiny band. I didn't like the style. I didn't like the banjo. I didn't like the nasally singing and crooning. Um, However, you did drag me to a Cincinnati Reds game where they played uh, after the game. And I got to spend that afternoon with you and my sister and my brother-in-law, and it was a great evening. 
And actually, it wasn't really the music that pulled me in. There was a mother-daughter duo down in front of us. Uh, and they sang literally every word to every song. They jumped, they hugged throughout the whole thing. And um, the song Live and Die was the one that was playing. And it just added to the mood. And I know I'm being long-winded, but that did it for me. I, I went ahead and just dived right down that rabbit hole and picked out a favorite couple songs for myself. I particularly like the Abbey Brothers because they've got a song for either mood that I'm in. Because when I listen to music, I either want it to make me sad or make me joyous. And their catalog does both of those things for me. Uh, they, other than maybe John Prine, have the ability to connect with me and those two emotions specifically other than any other artist that I enjoy. But enough of this. We're going to get into it. I'll be interested to see how many we have that are the same and how many individual songs that we have that the other does not. I'll let ladies go first. What is your number 10 favorite Avent Brothers song, Dixie? Well, Brian, this is funny because I know this is probably not going to be on your list. If I looked hard enough, I could look over at your list and see it, but I'm almost positive this is not on there, and it's High Steppin' would be my number 10. Number 10. Now, why do you like High Steppin'? I don't know. It's hyper. It's hyper like me, and it's got a good beat, and it's got a little electronic guitar in there, and it's just, it's a good song to run to. Uh, it's funny because that's probably my least favorite Avery Brothers <laughs> song in their entire catalog, but that's okay. That's why I, I brought you on, so I could have a different opinion. That's okay. My number 10 favorite Avery Brothers song is actually off of my favorite, my least favorite of their albums which is their most recent full album, Closer to Than Together. But they have got one song particular on there that I love, and that is Long Story Short. Yes. It, it paints a beautiful picture of a restaurant, the people eating in there, the people working in there, and it conveys in a four-minute song perfectly how everybody in this world is fighting a battle and how our actions at any given moment is not necessarily because of what has happened in that moment, but everything that we have carried up with us up until that point in time. I particularly love the old man and woman that are holding hands Aww. amongst the chaos around them in that restaurant. That part kills me. And I, it does me too. And like I said, I love to, for a song to make me sad, and that one very much does so. My number 10 is Long Story Short. What is your number 9? Well, um, now that you got us all depressed here, um, I and Love and You is my number nine song. Okay. So before we talk about that, let's, uh, let's go ahead and play just a little bit of that song uh, for our audience, and we'll come back and talk about it, okay? okay. Okay, that was a little bit of Dixie's nice favorite Avent Brothers song, I Love and You, which is the title track off of that their album, I Love and You. And tell us why you particularly like this song. Well, I I should have been more prepared for this, but it's just so pretty. 
it's just their voices are so pretty in this song and I don't know it just makes me smile and I really don't I you have a much better way of explaining why you feel certain ways I mean that last when you did um when you did your last song, you did such a great job of explaining it. This is just such a pretty song, and I really like it. I'll talk briefly about it, just for the sure fact that this will be my only opportunity to talk about it, because, spoiler alert, I do not have it in my top ten, but I do very <laughs> much love this song. I built a list, a master list of songs that were contenders for my, for my top ten uh, about a week ago when it made the rough cut of top 20. Of course you did. But it just got whittled down. I actually, I, it probably would have been about the 12th one if we had, uh, had uh, if we went further than 10. But it is a beautiful song. And to me, my favorite, and we'll get into this, Avon Brothers' album is Emotionalism. But their commercial and creative peak was probably the follow-up album, which is I'm Loving You. And it was really their commercial breakthrough to get out to the masses and to the casual music fan. They played at the Grammys with Bob Dylan that year. They got on several of the, uh, the, the talk shows, David Letterman, Colin O'Brien. They had a beautiful performance of this with the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir on Jimmy Kimmel Live, if you want to look that up on YouTube. But I Love You is a fantastic album. I'm sure we'll mention some more songs on it before we get on down the road. But... Now it's time for my ninth favorite, and it? and it is a pick-me-up off of Four Thieves Gone, Talk of Indolence. I love that. Which is a very unique song for them. It is a very hyper-kinetic song. It is fantastic live, and I absolutely love the chorus, and it is one of those songs that I, I do enjoy working out to, and I'll let our audience hear just a little bit of Talk of Indolence, and then we'll come back and talk about our eighth favorite song. Okay, so, without further ado, Dixie, what is your eighth, number eight favorite Avett Brothers song? Number eight is Head Full of Doubt. Heart Full of Promise, in parentheses. Yes, yes. sorry I left that off. I don't <laughs> read the details. <laughs> well, I mean, it's there in the title. <laughs> I, I, listen, I'm happy to know the main title. Okay, and that, it too is off of the album I Loving You. Such a know it all. So, uh, what do you like about this song? And I'll let you go ahead and talk about it. This is one of these songs I'm going to talk about running a lot because that is really the only time that the Avett Brothers and I get to connect is when I'm on the road running. And um, I one night I just hit Avett Brothers in on my shuffle and I started shuffling through their songs. And it was a really rough day and Head Full of Doubt just came through and the beat and just decide what to be and go be it I was like yeah yeah I can get behind that so yeah I just it's just me and that little one-on-one -on -one with the Avett brothers there introduced me to this song that is a good song uh I do not have it on my list well good thing I got it but it is a really good song and 
Uh, I highly recommend you checking it out. Uh, I mean, as the title suggests, uh, uh, go ahead and give us the full title, Dixie. Head full of doubt and whatever Brian said earlier. Heart full of promise. Heart full of promise, yes. It, it is the duality of us all. Uh, in our, sometimes in our head, we get inside of our own heads, and we doubt ourselves, but if we look upon the heart, life is full of promise. It is, and it's also in a commercial. Like, I would get pumped when the commercial comes on. I'm like, hey, what is it? It's not Liberty. I... It is for uh, a commercial, like autism okay. awareness or something. Uh, I'm not sure. I'll have to look that up. I don't, I don't want to tell you all wrong, but it would come on TV, and then that would be like, don't you listen to that song in the car? I was like, yes, I do. Yeah. Uh, we'll move on to my number eight, and it, too, we're sensing a trend here, is all of the album I Love and You. It is Kick Drum Heart. Oh, I've got that one. Well, we'll let you talk about it. Mine's little. much higher. Though. Yeah, I figured you'd have it ranked higher in this one. So uh, I'll talk about it briefly. Uh, and then uh, we'll let you hold your thoughts on it until we get it to it on your list. I but shall hold my thoughts. You, uh, when we first got our app, first iMac, you played around with iMovie and made a movie of our <laughs> young, at the time, rambunctious Boston Terror Boomer running around all crazy and set it to this song. Didn't even know what this band was about at yeah, that point. You weren't even a listener to the Avon Brothers nope. at that point. You just pulled it out of my library and done it. Yep. But uh, that video holds a special place in my heart, as well as the song Kick Drum Heart. And it is a song that I very much enjoy. And uh, you've heard us talk. I think that's the third song in a row between us that is off the album I Love and You. So if you all have never listened to the Avon Brothers what are you doing here you may start with that album uh depending on what you want to do or you can just start with their first album 20 years ago which which the country was and we'll get to that album later there's no doubt about that but anyway here's a little bit of kick drum heart and then we'll get back to our number seven pick Mine is Tin Man. Another one off of I Loving You. You must is that your favorite album? I of guess. I guess it's the one that just keeps shuffling on my, <laughs> and Apple iTunes. Yeah. Okay, I don't have that one ranked at all. What? Uh, I think. I mean, it's a good song, but it's. I mean, it's not that long, and it's kind of a silly song. But you are kind of a silly person, so that's great. That is one of the very that. first songs I remember you playing, and I remember we were on a road trip, and that song that song came on. And when it went off, Natalie was in the back still going, ah, <laughs> that feeling of feeling. She just yeah. kept singing it. And it was so cute. Yeah. And her only like three years old. So I love it. That has a special place in my heart for that reason. All righty. And uh, obviously it is a play on words of the Tin Man character in Wizard of Oz. Yes. And uh, we've already recommended that you listen to the entire album, I Love You, and you will hear Tin Man on there as well as the previous songs. We have talked about, 
But my number seven is another one off of I Loving You. Well. Which is Laundry Room. Which, oh, in my yeah. opinion, is the best song on that album. Uh, you can keep that song. And it is actually taken to a whole new level when they perform it live. Uh, and what I love about it is it's basically two songs in one. It's a very slow song up until about the three-minute point. Yeah. And then it kicks in the overdrive and is a upbeat, get up, stomp, dance in the aisle, sing-along song if you ever see them live. Uh, and that closes my book. Well, now, hold on a second. What? That that song is more dynamic than... I usually turn it. I, I so should, you, you, yeah. I've screwed up. Okay, I'm going to have to go back. Tonight I'm going to make it a point. I'm going to listen um, to that. It, I did not know that it changed... Halfway through it, huh. it it changes to a whole new song, well, a whole new song, tempo, hmm. everything, well, about a three-minute point. Well, oh, I'm sorry. I feel like I haven't done my homework. All righty. And we will do number six now with each other, and then we'll, we'll take a brief intermission and come back with the top five. Dixie, what is your number six? Go to sleep. Oh. I bet you don't have that, do you? I do not, but well, it that's is okay. off my, I got you. it's off my favorite album of theirs, Emotionalism, and I didn't want it to be my top ten to be dominated by all Emotionalism songs, so I intentionally left that one off. Instead, it's dominated by No, no, I just had two. Songs. I just had two off of that one. Oh, okay. It seems like So a go lot ahead more. and talk about Go to Sleep. I don't know. It's just a nice little song to sing along to when I'm just, once again, I'm sorry if you're sick of hearing about running, but it's kind of like my only release in life. And it just, it's a nice little song to just relax and just kind of get a good tempo to. All right. And I have a feeling, and I, we have not shared each other's list with each other, but my number six is off of their debut album way back 20 years ago in 2002. And it is, in my opinion, will be your number one song of theirs. November Blue. Don't take away my glory now. So I will talk briefly about it. Uh, We'll actually play it when you talk about it because I know you've got a high, high on your list. Yes. But my thoughts are it was a harbinger of things to come. They, the brothers, were in a band called Nemo, Scott and Seth. They played heavy metal in and around North Carolina. There's a wonderful, wonderful documentary out there uh, about... Uh, their time in that and actually their whole history as a band. I highly recommend it. But uh, it was basically a statement saying, hey, we are here on the scene and we're going to be here a while. And it was just a sneak preview of all the wonderful things to come. And it, even though it's number six on my list, it may very well be probably one of the two or three that I go to most often. But we'll go in depth on November Blue here a little later. Uh, when Dixie talks about it, because I know she has it high, my prediction is she's probably got it number one on her list. Oh, book. shut up. But, can, you don't believe in... He's but, all about spoilers. But, I'm sorry. But we will see. <clears throat> but we will take a quick break to pay some bills, and then we will be back with our top five favorite Avent Brothers songs. Right. And we are back once again. Myself and Dixie Combs are breaking. Hey, we are ranking (laughs) our 10 favorite Avent Brothers songs. And we are now to the meat and potatoes of the list, the top five, the, the holies of the holies, and the most sacred of the sacred.
What is your number five Avent Brothers song? We have discussed this slightly already, uh, Kick Drum Heart. Yes. And I really like it because it's, it takes me back to when you were first playing the Avett Brothers. And I was like, hey, this song isn't so bad, which was a long time ago because our little Boston Terrier was still alive. We were recording silly um, videos with him, and this just happened to make it in there. And I would have never known that I would like this song as much as I do now. Um, 28-year-old me didn't appreciate it at the time. All right. My number five song is not found on one of their full albums. It is off of one of their EPs, The Second Gleam, and it is Murder in the City. I like it. And uh, I love this song. Uh, and it, just the opening line, if I get murdered in the city, don't go revenging in my name. It's just, like, whoa, hold on a minute here. This, this is a different type of song. Wait, you better go revenging in my name is all I got to say. Uh, and it, I mean, it, it, it is one of those songs that always makes me sad. And you know me, uh, I do tend to gravitate towards the sad ones. But check out Murder in the City off the second gleam. But I will give you folks a quick preview of that song right now. If I get murdered in the city don't go revenging in my name One person dead from such is plenty No need to go get locked away When I leave your arms The things that I think of No need to get over alarmed I'm coming So we are back with now our number four favorite Avent Brothers song. What is your number four? Number four, Will You Return. Why do is you, that? Yes. Why, why do you like that song? Well, um, it's goofy, and Natalie and I sing it in the car a lot. Um, I don't know. It's just got a really good beat, and I'm sure that you probably have something that's more enlightening about this song than what I have, except I just I just like it. it I like singing along to it. It's fun. Well, I don't interpret it as a fun song at all. I interpret it as a man longing for a woman and wondering if she, or, you know, an individual. It don't necessarily have to be a woman. Of course you turn it dark. Thank and, you, Brian. And will you return is in the title. <laughs> are they coming back? But the music is so jolly. Well, sometimes the music in a song is jolly, but the words aren't. There's many examples of that particular song. And if you all probably just heard two cats <laughs> fighting and beating each other's ass right then. <laughs> But that's all right. That's part of the show. You get the whole show when the Combs family comes together for a podcast. (laughs) But anyway, my number four. What is it? Is the only song that I have in my top ten off of their album, The Carpenter, and that is Live and Die. Oh, I love that song. And uh, do you have it ranked? Okay, this long story short, not not talking about that song, but (laughs) long story short, I love that song so much that Apple plays it over and over and over again, and it's kind of making me sick of it because when Boomer passed away, our little Boston Terrier, when he passed away, this song was kind of like in my heart and my mind, and now Apple knows that and he keeps forcing it down my throat, and I'm done with that song for a little bit. So, no, it did not make my list. What about you? Why? 
Well, I uh, well for many of the reasons you echoed that, it, I always loved it, but then it took on a new meaning when our dog died. Uh, but uh, it's one of those songs, even though you know, like just like what we were talking about yours previously with "Will You Return," that may sound happy mm-hmm. in the beat and the music, but the lyrics are a little darker. And to be honest with you, I love running to it. And, it is a good song. Uh, you know, in their latter catalog, which I say, their latter catalog, which is everything after I Loving You, it's probably probably their best song that they've done since that album. So I have it at number four, and we'll let you fine folks out there hear a little bit of Live and Die from The Carpenter. have calmed down a little and we only have three songs left on the list we are in the home stretch now dixie what is your number three avent brothers song number three is ballad of love and hate that is my number three as well we finally we finally finally got got one exactly the same so we're in sync (laughs) it took us 20 years (laughs) but we've gotten there literally 20 years (laughs) literally 20 years all right, so what I love about this is where where else are you going to find a story that captures the relationship between love and hate? It is literally about love and hate. And probably, if folks, if you all, a little 30 seconds does not do it for the song. You need to listen from, to the whole song front to back. There is a section in there that says... Um, the clock in the kitchen says 2.55, but the clock in the kitchen is slow. And did you know that if it's slow, then it's probably 3 a.m.? And 3 a.m. is the witching hour. So there's something magical about that. There's folklore. There's traditions around 3 a.m. So I don't know if that's the meaning that they're trying to uh, put out there. But that just, I was listening to that, and I was like, hmm, 3 a.m., when love and hate come together, what's going to happen? So I just recommend everybody takes a listen to that song. What do you think about it? 3 a.m. and Matchbox 20 is a little lonely now. (laughs) Well, yeah. But, which is a horrible (laughs) song by a horrible band off of a horrible (laughs) album, but we won't waste any more breath on Matchbox 20. Oh, no. And Guy Liner himself, Rob Thomas. Oh, no, Uh, that's mean. But I have it ranked at number three because, just like you said, it tells a beautiful, beautiful story. And you actually just pointed out about the clock and the witching hour, and I never made that connection, huh. so thank you. I, you mean I brought something new and insightful to this conversation? Uh, well, we've been at it for an hour, and you finally did. <laughs> Incredible. All right, <laughs> but finally. Anyway, I covered this on a previous episode, but love and hate are two emotions that are intertwined and very, very closely linked in and of ourselves. As a matter of fact, scientists have determined that they actually come from the exact same brain, part of our brain. The circuits, circuits, activity, yeah. yeah. And and to be honest, there is a duality between those emotions that we always are dealing with as human individuals. 
And we can quickly go from loving someone mm-hmm. to hating them at the snap of a finger. I've actually heard that the more that you love somebody, if something goes wrong, you will hate them that much. So you can say, oh, I hate so-and-so, but unless you have that connection, you can't truly hate them. Well, I, I hope nothing ever goes wrong between us, because if that is true, I'm going to hate you. I hate you more. From, with everything that's in me, because at this point in time, and since I've met you, I've loved you. With oh, everything that's, in me. that's so sweet. I'm writing this down. <laughs> well, it's going to be out there for perpetuity for people to hear. Well, I'm going to play this in our divorce here. <laughs> But we have, i got a good lawyer. <laughs> His name's John Thompson, Wait, Esquire, uh, Carter County. It. I Shout out John Thompson. <laughs> oh, Lordy. But anyway, enough of that. Here is a little bit of the Ballad of Love and Hate, but I very much encourage you to seek out the full song and listen to it after this episode yes. is over. a letter and sends it to hate My vacation's ending I'm coming home late The weather was fine and the ocean was great and I can't wait to see you again Okay, we have two songs left each. Number two, the one that was a runner-up for your favorite of all time is what, Dixie? How come I always have to go first? Ladies first every time? Yes. Okay, fine. Chivalry is not dead. You probably already guessed it because you just keep saying that you guessed it. Um, it is Another is Waiting. What do you think? What kind of opinion you have on that? I mean, it's a fine song. It it's is. Not, it's not in my top ten, but I enjoy it. Uh, what do you particularly like about it? It's one of their shorter songs, it is a super short short song. Um, I was cleaning my office one day and it came on just I had it on shuffle and I was like, wait, hold up. So when it went off, I replayed it and I listened to it like three times in a row. And then it came on in the car later and I backed it up and listened to it a few times. And it and listen, folks, this was like a year ago. I don't know. I don't even know how long this song has been out, but no. I just discovered it a year ago. It's been out about four or five years. Well, yeah. So, but now it's in my heart and number two on my playlist. And we'll go ahead and preview it for our listeners okay. at this time. What is the name of this song? Another is waiting. Okay, my number two is probably what would be considered the only deep cut that we'll likely talk about today, and I like my deep cuts. (laughs) (laughs) Do you say that word every episode, deep cut? I do, because the whole point of this this podcast is to try to introduce people to new music, so if I just (laughs) get out there and when I'm talking about individual artists, talk about their greatest hits, what good am I doing to anybody? I know, but like deep cut is like such, it's such like 
disc jockey talk. There's an entire actual channel on Sirius XM called Deep Cuts. I know there is. Unfortunately, <laughs> you make us listen. Um, so that, uh, I don't mean to pick on you, but like Deep Cut, phenomenal. <laughs> you do. And I can say this stuff to you because I, I do listen to everything you put out there. But I, I feel that there should be some sort of uh, drinking game or or some some sort of game amongst your listeners. It's like, oh, he said deep cut. Throw one back. Oh, he said phenomenal. Are you done with me now? No, but I'll say this. <laughs> I would venture to say I've got one listener to take you up on that offer, and his name is Lee Fink. <laughs> Shout out, Lee, if you're listening from here, this point forward. Every time I say deep cut or phenomenal, take you a drink, there old you buddy. There you go, Lee. There's your challenge, Lee. All right. But anyway, <laughs> back to In the Curve. Yes. It was actually initially not on the first release of my favorite album of the Avent Brothers, Emotionalism, and one of my five five favorite albums of all time. But they put out a a bonus track edition of that album, and it made the cut on that one. And was it, it a deep cut? And it was a deep cut. <laughs> there you go, Lee. But in the curve, in all seriousness, is a story about an individual who is drinking he's drinking a bottle of bourbon yep and he's driving way too fast and he's going to try to take a curve about 90 mile an hour he is very aware of all this going on too to be as inebriated as he is he is very aware of what is happening here is my question to you and all of our listeners does he die i think so he walks away with jesus yes supposedly (laughs) at the end the narrator of the song it's in first person says that jesus was riding shotgun with him and they are now walking away and on their way to Concord where they will see you tonight. And if you listen to the song, he crashes at 95 mile an hour. The car explodes because the gas line bust and the engine goes through the front seat. So it is physically impossible for this individual, even though God does protect drunks, to be alive. So I think he made his Lord and Savior I Jesus so Christ too. that night. That crucifix was warm on his neck. Too. Yes. So yeah. But here Good is, song. Here he is. My second favorite uh, Brothers song, a bonus track off of the deluxe edition of Emotionalism. This is In the Curve. Now, the moment you all have been waiting for, our number one all-time favorite Avent Brothers song, and I know Dixie's, but I won't spoil it for her. I know my my wife a little bit at least, and I knew going into this, I didn't know what would be 10 through 2, but I knew what would be number (laughs) 1 because she literally has the lyrics tattooed on her arm. I feel so unworthy liking this song or loving this song rather because it was one of those whiny songs that you would play by the pool and I was like my goodness can we get some jock jams or something in here because this whiny music is killing the mood but alone and forlorn and running and just being in the woods 
November Blue. November Blue is my song. It's my jam. It's number one. What specifically do you enjoy about it so much so that you went and got it tattooed? Well, it could possibly be the line that says, My heart is dancing to a November tune, and I hope that you hear it singing songs about you. And my birthday is in November. Fall is my favorite time of the year. Most people get all start getting gloomy and kind of dreading the winter. I love the fall, and I love November. And, of course, I like getting presents on my birthday. So this present was a little tattoo. So I have to explain it to everybody. I have yet to meet one person that looks at my arm and go, Oh, I love that. I love David Brothers. I love that song. No, nobody has done that yet, but to me it's very special. Well, the first person that does will obviously be an awesome person. Yes, absolutely. And I can't believe this song is 20 years old. I is mean, it? I didn't need to know that. Uh, like, I don't know this stuff about these it's, songs. It's come out in 2002, uh, so I mean, it came out while we were still in college. And, and you didn't play that? Well, you probably did play that whiny stuff. No, I hadn't quite got into oh, it Oh, Chase hadn't Chase, introduced you yet. It was about a year or two after that when Chase slipped me that mixed CD. Yeah. Uh, and I honest to God don't even remember another song on that CD other than the one that was that by the Avon Brothers. Really? Aww. But uh, I have my 15, 16 years of fandom, the older hymn. Yes. And Thank you, Chase. We Thank will you. now play a little bit of Dixie's all-time number one favorite Avon Brothers song. This is... November Blue, folks. One song left, but before we get to that, I thank you all for listening today. I thank Dixie once again for joining me on this episode. She brought a lot to the table and made this a episode that it's one of been probably my favorite to record so far because for the most part I've just been sitting alone in my kitchen uh, uh, in an empty house recording these things and. Uh, it gets lonely here sometimes. Well, I am honored to sit at this kitchen table with you, so and, thanks uh, for the invite. If, I'm sure you all have thoughts on this before we get to my favorite song. Hit me up on any of my social medias. They're posted in the show links, and I'll be announcing them at the very end of the show. Let me know if you agree, disagree, what your number one all-time favorite Avent Brothers song is. And if you're new to them, I hope we've done something tonight to convince you to check them out further. But without further ado, my favorite Avent Brothers song of all time is off their album that is by far the most difficult for me to pronounce and that is McNaughty and huh, that's how you say there's it. actually two versions of this song on that album I'm of course talking about swept away but my favorite number one is swept away central mental version <laughs> and you can laugh but I'll get into why here it never fails to both get me sad a little, but also extremely happy because, and I'm going to get a little emotional here. Don't. I'm going to a little bit. I'm sorry. I've told you personally a million times that you saved me because I was Aww. in a deep, dark place when you came along and you drug me out of that pit and you still hold me to this day to keep me from falling back down in that damn thing. Oh. But this song, Swept Away, Sentimental Version, specifically line, 
darling, when you're twirling, always reminds me of you and how you are always happy. And when I am down and depressed, your happiness is contagious and helps me drag me out of that hell hole. So we won't talk no more because we've gotten a little... <laughs> Thank we, you. Yeah, got, that got a little too deep We got, we got a very personal there. <laughs> but we'll leave you today with a little bit of my all-time favorite. Here is Swept Away, sentimental version by the Avent Brothers. That One Show with Brian Combs is brought to you by Thatcher Barbecue Company and is written, produced, and recorded by me, Brian Combs. You can look me up on social media, on Twitter, at That One Show BC, on Instagram, at That One Show with Brian Combs, on Facebook, at That One Show Podcast, and on Patreon at That One Show. So go follow us along on any of those sites and please subscribe on iTunes or Spotify, whichever you prefer. And finally, if you are enjoying this show, I ask from the bottom of my heart that you recommend it to at least one other person with whom you feel would enjoy it as well. Until next time, this has been That One Show with Brian Combs. Thank you so, so, so much.